Welcome to PyPod Chronicles, a series that brings our tech blog to life in a whole new way. Covering an array of topics surrounding Python and tech, from programming tips, best practices, and so much more. Let's get immersed in Python with the Nerd Nook on the go. As a software developer, but more importantly, a teacher, I understand the importance of laying a strong foundation when learning any programming language. So sit back, relax, and grab your cup of coffee as you explore a step-by-step guide on how to conquer Python's building blocks and advanced topics. This is going to make you proficient in no time. If you've been keeping up with my blog, The Nerd Nook, then you'll know me as Rusty Raccoon. But hey, if you're new here, I'm Josh, your host. Here I am in episode 18, and I'm about to start my series, Mastering the Fundamentals of Python from Basics to Git. I'm going to be taking you through the steps you need to learn the fundamentals of Python. Hey, before I jump into today's episode, if you're new here, guys, head over to the link in the description. I have a handcrafted Python guide that I've made specifically for you that I give to all my students on the first day of class. Head over and get yourself a free copy before you start your programming journey. As a Python teacher, these are the steps I give to my students. They are literally the fundamentals of Python, and I've structured them in a way to build on the previous lesson, or in this case, the previous episode. As you work through each of these seven steps, you will use the tools you learned in the previous steps, and this furthers your understanding. Remember, baby steps. You're not going anywhere in one day. Slow down. Step one, the basics, the absolute basics, the bare bones, variables and conditions. You need to master variables in this week. Variables are the building blocks of any programming language. They serve as like a container for storing various types of data. That type of data could be numbers, text, or everything in between. In Python, to create a variable, it's actually straightforward. Just type the name of your variable equals a value. So literally, a variable is a word that holds a value. That value is any type of data. So like age equals 26 name equals subscribe. During this week as well, it's now time to play around with the Python built-in functions. Not all of them. Choose four pre-built Python functions. I'll give you four. Print, input, int, string. Play with those four functions while you're learning variables. Learning these basic functions early on allows for a smoother transition as we approach more advanced concepts. The final thing you're going to learn in the first week is conditional statements. Code isn't just about writing instructions. It's about making decisions based on a certain condition. This is where conditional statements come into play. Now, Python offers several ways to execute different blocks of code based on various conditions, but the most common one is the if statement. Now, you can use if and else. If something is true, do this. Else, otherwise, do this instead. That's the logic behind it. In the first week, you should be learning variables, the basic Python built-in functions, and conditional statements. All right, sweet. Entering week two, now is the time to introduce the concept of loops. In the world of programming, efficiency is key. Imagine having to write the same block of code repeatedly, a hundred times. 
That's ridiculous. You don't want to do that. That's a waste of your time. This is where loops come into play. Now, Python, there are two primary types of loops. We have the for loop and the while loop. The for loop allows you to literally go through something. It allows you to iterate through something like a string or a data structure. You could go through every letter in a word to check for a specific letter, for example. That is where a for loop comes into play. On the other hand, the while loop is used when you want to repeat a block of code as long as a certain condition remains true. So while something is true, repeat this. All right, you've just smashed through week two. If you want, now would be a good time for your first project. And a very basic project I give all my students is I ask them to create a simple chat bot, a bot that you can start with an input, and then it's gonna ask you questions and interact with you based on your answers. That's a great, easy project. Try that now. You are now going into week three. Now week three comes our first relatively advanced topic. That is creating and defining your own functions. Functions are literally the building blocks of your code. It allows you to encapsulate a set of instructions into a single reusable unit. This unit, you can use it anywhere you want in your code, as long as you defined it somewhere previously. Creating a function involves defining its name and specifying any input parameters or any variables your function needs in order to execute and run. You can use the Python def keyword, def, followed by the name of your function, then a set of parentheses. Inside the parentheses is where you put your parameters, what variables do your functions need. Then, in order to use your function, we call the function. Simply use the name of the function anywhere in your code and make sure you give it information to use. That information is what we call an argument in Python. These functions enable you to reduce redundancy, enhance your readability, all while enabling good maintenance. If you need to update your code later on, it's much easier to do so because you've created these functions. Heading into our next week, now's the time to introduce data structures. Data structures literally, it's a way to structure your data in Python. They are specialized containers that hold and organize data in various ways. So think of them as like organizational tools that are in your coding toolbox, and they're each designed for specific tasks. Python offers four built-in data structures. These four I'm only gonna brush on. They are lists, tuples, sets, and dictionaries. If you guys wanna know more about these data structures, I actually have two full-length episodes out on my channel, Code with Josh. Head over to YouTube and check that out. The link is in the description. Now that you have an understanding of data structures, I love to introduce my second project. Try using everything you've learned as well as data structures and the concept of nesting. What is nesting? Do a little research. Try creating a mini database using nested dictionaries. Going into the next week, you literally just smash through the fundamentals of any programming language. But what sets Python apart is Python is what we call an OOP language, an object-oriented programming language. This is where we can create classes and objects. Classes are like blueprints for objects, 
while inheritance is like, while inheritance allows you to reuse blueprints. So to define a class, we use the Python keyword class, followed by the class name, anything you want, then a set of parentheses. The name of your class is one of the only times in Python that we capitalize something. So make sure it's capitalized. Understanding classes and inheritance opens the door to object-oriented programming. And when you start learning frameworks in the future, that's going to be key. You must understand OLP. It promotes code reusability, it enhances your code maintenance, and it also achieves a modular effect, allowing you to encapsulate your code. Speaking of modular effect, you're now ready for the next step, and that is modules. A module is like self-contained unit of code. It holds functions, classes, variables, you name it. Think of a module as a file containing a collection of code that serves a specific purpose. Python, by design, actually supports modular programming. This allows you to break down your code base into smaller, more focused components. This is what you're focusing on for this entire next week, modules. Now, I want you to try to create your own modules, and in that module, maybe keep all your functions. And then in your main file, I want you to use those functions that you're keeping elsewhere. Additionally, you can play around with a few pre-built Python modules, like time, random, math, OS. These are just pre-built, basic Python modules. And this will show you how you can use other people's code or other functions and bring that into your project. Now, over the last two steps, you've been introduced to OOP and modules. This is a great time to introduce the Pygame module. This will help you thrive in understanding OOP in classes. Now, I know it. If you're not here to make games, it's fine. But I promise you, learning Pygame will strengthen your understanding of Python as a whole because you will need to use classes to create 2D games using a imported module. I guarantee it. Try it. Going into your near final week, okay? Now that you understand the foundations and the fundamentals, it's time to introduce advanced Python libraries. You will not master this in a week, so don't try. Choose something you're passionate about and choose a library which revolves around that. Advanced Python libraries are specialized packages that extend Python's functionality, providing you these pre-built solutions for a wide range of tasks. These libraries cover anything from data analysis and visualization all the way to machine learning and web development. So for just a few lines of code, you could load a data set, filter your data, clean the data just by using a Python advanced module. Don't try and learn many, just choose one. Typically in this journey, I now tell my students to learn what's called PyQt. It's a framework for building apps in Python, and it enables you to use pre-built classes, so it strengthens your understanding of OLP. Pick a framework, learn it, experiment with it. And at this point, that's Python. That's Python done. Now, in seven weeks, no, it's not going to be entirely done, but those are the steps you need. You can try to learn Git and version control at this point, because as a developer in collaboration, you need to learn Git, which I'll cover on in a future episode. Why is this route, Josh? Why is this the best route? Well, this step-by-step -step structure of this learning path ensures the understanding of the fundamentals 
And what I do is I take the easy concepts and each week you learn a new concept that uses the previous material you learned. This strengthens your overall understanding over time at a rapid rate. By following this carefully curated path, you'll not only gain a deep understanding of Python's core concepts, but you'll also harness the understanding of advanced libraries and version control. Well, that's all for this episode. Over the next episode in this series, I'm going to dive into each step, step by step, each week. And I can't wait to see you guys there. If you want to check out the Code with Josh channel, I'm on YouTube, Code with Josh. And if you head over to the link in the description, there is a free handcrafted Python guide I made for you. That's all, crew. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of PyPod Chronicles. I'll see you guys in the next episode.